Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week, wearing the same hooded sweatshirt that I wore yesterday. Yep. It's uh, Anthony Cumia talked about this some time ago. You go to bed, you take off your gear, you throw it by the side of the bed, especially on the weekend. You wake up. It's like, ah, I'm cold. Put on those clothes. Eh, who cares? You're going to be seen by millions and millions of people (coughs) when you do your podcast. It's at this stage of the game that I just, oh, I cannot muster up the ability to care. I must say, though, I really am dialed in on the the hair cutting. The widow's peak is really, really prominent today. Uh, Kyler is right. E, how are you? Good to see you. It's funny. I was just talking about Anthony, and then there you are. Holy shit. Uh, But that's true. You wake up in the morning, you throw on the same shit that you had the day before. And when you're a schlep like me, who rarely leaves the house, fuck it. You know? I mean, this is living the high life. So, um... As we get started, I just had a scenario here at the household that was absolutely (laughs) incredible. And uh, it is concerning my brother-in-law that I, of course, as you all know, I take care of uh, the NFK, which stands for No Filter Kevin. Um, This is my, of course, my wife's brother. He does have brain damage after surgery to his brain in uh, the 1990s. He uh, had a temporal lobe lobotomy, which removed a large portion of his brain. Why? Why would they do that? Well, he had the worst case of epilepsy that has ever epilepsy. And I remember when Diane and I first started dating, I'm 18 years old, and uh, I ended up going to her house and meeting her family for the first time, and there's her brother, the guy who's downstairs right now. And she goes, oh, by the way, he has epilepsy. If he has a seizure, just don't worry. We, we, we've got this under control. So I'm like, what the fuck? I've never seen this. I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, we're sitting there watching a football game, and he starts going, and I'm like, she goes, uh-oh, uh-oh. And everybody's like freaking out. And then he starts, the TV's like in front of you in front of us and he starts looking off into the distance he's going into a a grand mall seizure and they uh they grab him they put him down on the carpet then diana's dad you know these are hillbillies get his wallet get his wallet and i'm like well why i'm like why do you why do you need his wallet he was gonna rob him what the fuck are you doing and they take the wallet they shove it in his fucking mouth (laughs) So he can't bite off his tongue. And they've got it down. 
All right. They've, they've got, and I'm like, holy shit, what am I getting myself into here? I had to break up with this chick now so I don't have to see this shit anymore. Well, uh, he comes out of it and uh, the period after a seizure, a grand mal seizure is called postictal. Don't know why it's called that uh, post, P-O-S-T, dictal. And I don't know what the hell that means. I just know, oh no, he's postictal. I'm like, he's postictal. What the, f- huh? And that means you're really loopy and out of it. And he won't remember this either. By the way, prior to uh, ending the seizure, Diana takes her, opens up his mouth and digs out his chewing tobacco with her finger. I'm like, what the f-? And she's like, oh, Jesus Christ, throws it on the carpet. What the fuck? Uh, he wakes up, finally comes out of it, and he he, ha- he goes, <laughs> big wad of phlegm and disease and tobacco and 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 whatever. And it goes, Poof! and it, if you happen to be in the blast zone, he's going to spit on you, which has happened. Poof! Gone, and it's a big wad of fucking quivering disease on the carpet. Dog wants to eat it. Get the fucking brandy away. What the fuck is going on? Holy shit. So, all right, we prop him up and he's just a disaster. Now, this happened for years and they kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then the doc finally pinpoints. All right, I want to do this risky surgery, but I think I got it figured out the problem. But we need to go and dig out a hunk of his brain. All right. Anything's better because it was going to kill him. So they did that and he, it cured him. It actually, he does not have seizures anymore. But now... It has affected portions of his brain that make my life difficult now because after the death of Diana's brother two years, two months ago, this is the last living relative. So there's no discussion. I didn't even bother when the, cause he lived with his brother, David, when David died, I didn't bother like saying, Hey honey, uh, why don't we have a family meeting and then, uh, you know, bring up putting them in a home or something. I didn't even bother doing that. I just said, well, let's welcome them in. Let's bring them on into the household. And frankly, that is the right thing to do. Uh, but you know, this is at the same time that my youngest child moves out of the house. We're empty nesters. And then we bring in, so we're not, we're not empty nesters, whatever. So, uh, you all know about the uh, amount of care that is, uh, that I, being that I work from home, it, it makes me the perfect nurse, uh, doing what I do right now. So the other day he gets a piece of mail, which I talked to you about that said, Hey, Kevy, it's time for you to, uh, get your asshole checked. Now, this is not like, uh, well, he does need um, a proctologist to examine him because he's of age. But they want him to take a dump and uh, and then get a little sample and put it onto a card. Some of us have to do this from time to time. And then you, like, let it dry. It's horrendous. And then you put the card into an envelope and you mail it back to this lab. And then they determine whether or not you're going to die or have colon cancer. Yeah, you know, whatever, colon health. It's a, It's a messy job, but what the fuck? Now, as I've described to you, when he moved in with us, he uh, did not get any medical care for the years leading up to that other than getting his brain ripped apart. So Diana is is like 
adamant. So we've been doing all these medical exams and shit like that. A real fixer upper. We're trying to flip this house, flip his body. And, uh, so I get the mail and since I am the primary caregiver, I, I have to give him showers, all this shit. But he's known as you know, for freaking out all the fucking time over the littlest shit. And that has to do with the damage to his brain. He doesn't have a filter. He doesn't have the ability to discern and, and, uh, okay, what's a big problem? What's not a big problem? It's just like a light switch, calm to enraged. So that makes life fun here. He gets this piece of mail saying, hey, we are sending your test kit. This is like two weeks ago. Well, I saw it, and I, I sometimes open his healthcare mail because I'm in charge of this shit. If he, were, if he would do it, it, it wouldn't happen. He'd just throw it in the garbage. And uh, caregiver says, we're going to be sending the kit. It's like a warning letter. I talked to you about it. In fact, I think it's right over here somewhere. I read it to you. If he knew I'm reading his mail on the air, holy shit. <laughs> so uh, the other day, yesterday, I, I get home and I see the kit on the uh, on the center island in the kitchen. And I go, oh, good. This this came. So. I'm going to, I got to now then explain to him about what to do, which is a disaster because again, his hands don't work like yours and mine. And, uh, but I don't want to be on the business end of a pile of shit in the toilet and taking a tongue depressor and scooping a turd out and putting it on the card. So I have to kind of figure out, Hey, uh, how he can do this. So, the kit is on the island. I grabbed the kit last night and bring it upstairs. And I'm going to figure out how we can manipulate this so that we can get the test taken care of. But what I don't know is he has seen that he got the mail. So this morning, I come up here to take care of this shit. My wife leaves for work and I get a text message. My brother is on the war path. And I'm like, what? And she says, did you happen to grab a piece of mail? And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And uh, now this is the type of guy who, as I've detailed with you before, if they don't have, if if we're at the grocery store and they don't have the the Chinese food he wants, the frozen food, he's going to give the fucking freezer the middle finger. Uh, He referred to the sweater that came off of his shoulder when we were surrounded by children as a effing N-word. And gave it the finger while it was on the ground at the nature uh, uh, fucking museum we were in. And I'm like, dude. So he's erupting because he can't find his mail. And I thought something was up because uh, while I'm up here, I can hear. And he's stomping around like like an animal. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing down there? And then I get the, Diana's like. Yeah, he's on the warpath, and he's hunting for this mail. Did you touch it? And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, I did. She goes, you better get after it. You better go down there and talk to him. So I grab the mail, and I go, oh, hey, I just talked to Diana. And, well, I, I go, hey, Kevin. He goes, yeah. I go, hey, buddy, um, just talk to your sister. You're looking for a piece of mail. You're goddamn right I am. It was right over there, and now it's not there. And I go, oh, you know, I just realized I accidentally brought it upstairs. I got it right here. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, in fact, I know what this is. 
And he goes, ah! I go, this is, um, every so often the, the docs want you to give a, uh, a stool sample. And, uh, so this is uh, no big deal. We just uh, get a little uh, scoopy, scoopy, uh, wipey, wipey, dry, dry, send it back. And he goes, they goddamn did that to me before. I've done this. I go, ah, yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, things change. It's, that was probably years ago, right? Yeah. And he's yelling at me. I go, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think they just want to have another glimpse under a microscope this is easy peasy you know you throw in words like that when you're trying to settle settle down the savage beast and uh i go yeah this is uh nothing so he grabs it out of my hand and he walks over to where i originally got it and sets the fucking thing down and he's like just huh huh and i'm like okay all right now over time LJ guy writes, wipes the shit off the microwave buttons. That should be a good sample. Oh my God, you're so right. My God. All right, so that's how the day started today. And and what's beautiful is just moments before sitting down here to do this show, I'm like, boy, what the fuck am I going to open with? What the fuck am I going to do? And then I went, oh, thank God this happened. So, all right. Now I have to um, um, break this down with them because the way this kit is, you open it up and there's a, um, it's like a, a, a piece of paper that doesn't absorb water. It's almost like taking fucking loose leaf paper or uh, printer paper and setting it in the toilet on the water, okay? And then you, you take a dump on it. So it's like there floating and then it comes here's your kit that that paper this card and a tongue depressor and then you you dig in there you grab it and wipe and then that's it and then you have to let it dry now his hands don't work like ours we talked about that so i'm i'm struggling about whether i should see if he can do that running it up his flagpole or if i have to be on the business end of yesterday's jimmy dean sausage sandwich uh, to do this deal. So fuck. I'm going to actually ask him, do you want me to do this? Because I will do it. I will do it. If you don't think your, your hands can manipulate the tongue depressor. The last thing I want is you to get it on your hands and then run it through your hair and fuck me. All right. Today's also a uh, very, very big day for your old pal, Eric Zane, because uh, I'm headed out to a live version of who are these podcasts which is kind of in my neck of the woods in ferndale michigan right next to detroit woodward avenue i know it well that's where i grew up holy shit and uh carl is driving over from rochester hopefully he doesn't get stopped at the canadian border and uh, then we're going to do the show live. We're reviewing a really horrible show called Mike and John Got It Going On. It is Jocktober, uh, which has been... Uh, Carl has kind of stolen Jocktober from the aforementioned Eric Nagel's show, former show, the Opie and Anthony show. And uh, so we're going to be reviewing that live in front of 300 people. I'm very nervous about this. I threw up yesterday. I was so nervous because not only am I going to be in front of people doing the show, I just hope I'm not a fucking idiot. Uh, that is always a concern. 
But I will be there on the stage, not only with Carl, but with the Drew and Mike show. Now, uh, that's intimidating for me. It really is because when I was uh, getting my start in radio, this was the show that I was like, oh, my God. You know, they were on in Detroit, and I was like, fucking A. And I really looked up to them. So now, oh, my God, I'm nervous about fucking this up. In fact, I did actually work there for a short period of time and made an asshole of myself because I was miserable in uh, in, in doing what I do at the time. I was very young in this industry and just sucked tons of shit. Uh, even more so than what I do now. But now um, that show is off of the radio and is making a killing doing a daily podcast with a uh, ensemble cast. And then, so it's going to be me, Carl, the Drew and Mike show reviewing the show. In fact, if you want to go to this thing, you can actually still get tickets. You go to WATP live and you can get a ticket. All right. So that is now the way this unfolds for me today, it's remarkable because I got to get all my shit done here today, drive all the way to Detroit, do the show, get done with the show, 10, 11 o'clock at night, get in the car, drive three hours. What? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. All those idiots are probably going to sit there and get drunk and smoke pot and have an orgy. And I'm like, see you later. I'm leaving. But that's what's on tap. That is what's on tap. Uh, There was some football last night. I'm going to get to that in a second. Oh, my God. Did you see his deal with Tua? Uh, But first, before we do that, I'm going to say goodbye to the audience on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you would, so that you can get the show uninterrupted, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Hit uh, follow. Give yourself a little username, and then you can have fun in the chat. And off you go. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. And as always, download this podcast on audio, uh, either at EricZaneShow.com or wherever you download shows. We say goodbye to the Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube audience. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. IT. And YouTube brought to you by Frank Foss, My Policy Shop Insurance. All right. Last night, I don't even think I have a player that was performing in fantasy football in last night's game. Uh, and I don't know if Ben has either matchup. Oh, Ben had had uh, somebody. Oh, T. Boyd, Cincinnati wide receiver, expected to get 10.69 points, got 7.62. That is good. If he got more than that, I'm worried. Week number four of fantasy football. The first time I've ever done fantasy football. I love it. I'm on my way to becoming a degenerate gambler. Uh, Ben, who I'm playing this weekend, is fucked. Because his quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky, who is horrible. Uh, The only good thing he's got going for him is that his team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, is taking on the New York Jets. I've got Aaron Rodgers. This should be an easy win. Aaron Rodgers and then my receiver, Stephon Diggs, who's an absolute stud, could is arguably the best receiver in football. But uh, last night, it was um, 
the Dolphins taking on the Bengals. And uh, Tua, Tua Tungavaloa is, I think, how you say the dude's name. Oh, my God. Um, they Some big, gigantic man whipped him down like a rag doll. And his head just bounced viciously off the turf. Audio check, video check. This is how this unfolded. Tungabailoa is still down as they work on him and we'll show you. They thought he was dead. In a moment, the way his fingers were stretching out at the end of that play. Okay, now you're wondering, wait a minute. He hit his head, his fingers. What? What the fuck? Comes down on his elbow, comes down on his back, comes down on the back of his head. With serious force, he goes down. Look at And right as he goes down. He's flashing gang signs. You could see both his hands. Where you, you just get right away, you get concerned. Oh my God. stretcher out right yeah. now. Watch this. And he Holy shit. Down. I mean, a big man bringing well, 340 pounds. You got to see it in real speed. Because in slow-mo, it doesn't look as nearly as bad. Um, it's bringing him down with a lot of force right onto his back and on the back of his helmet. I love those Cincy unis, the by the way. That he had last week. <laughs> I mean, he's just being a... Hey, did you hear that? He said off the week that he had last week, and I'll get to that in a second. A gamer playing tonight, trying to be there for his team. Could see the concern of the rest of his teammates. It'll take him back, and Teddy Bridgewater will come in when play... Medicine analyst, longtime trainer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Before that, the Giants... And Harpeet just uh, turns around. All the players are told that if there's ever a player that badly injured, no matter what you do, don't ever smile. Because if you if someone cracks a joke and you laugh, it's going to be on camera and your career is over. Just like that. Uh, again, <laughs> worth mentioning a very similar sack last year or push from Milano, the Buffalo line when he hit his head uh, on the game last week. See these players all huddled around him right now. Jalen Waddle, 17, we saw earlier. He, of course, went to school with him in Alabama. Has known him for a long time. See how concerned he is. So Tua and the, the Tua chant going up from the the Bengal crowd. Popular around the country, such okay. a great you know college career. Obviously, just one of the more likable personalities you'll ever come across. Yep. And I think Tua was the guy who, when he played for Alabama, they had a game like well in hand just near the end of his career, or it was uh, some season. And Nick Saban kept him in, and he ran like a sweep or something like that, and his like his hip fell off. The guys had some injuries. Okay, so the whole thing about the hands in front of you like that, uh, I was reading about this. It's called the uh, uh, fencing response. And uh, that is, why does it happen? Or why does it happen? It says the name comes from the similarity to asymmetrical tonic neck reflex. Uh, When your brain... When, when that, when a traumatic brain injury happens, I guess this is a reaction, you know, or a, a reflex. Like when the doc hits your knee and your, your leg goes up for some reason, 
that's the way it does it. It locks. You see it sometimes in MMA, a guy will get the shit kicked out of him and his hands go up and it's like, uh Oh, that's it. Fights over as soon as the hands go up. Uh, so that's, that's actually what was going on there is, uh, is, is, and it was just creepy to see. Holy shit. Uh, and now there's talk about the previous week. That's what, uh, Al Michaels, who I just love. I just freaking love Al Michaels. By the way, if you, uh, those games on Amazon, they're, they're legit. I, I love watching the games on Amazon that all the stats are like, it's perfect. They, they actually, it is, it is a great, great thing watching those games on Amazon. Um, so the previous week, well, Sunday against Buffalo, this happened in trouble. Oh, and two to a tongue of Iloa throwing off his back foot with the, uh, rush in his face there. Jalen Waddle makes the catch. Penalty flag comes in, and Tua Tungavailoa was roughed at the end of the release. The pass rusher came on show top it. of him there, Watch and Tungavailoa suffered some type of an injury on this play. We have Teddy Bridgewater in the game right now. Tungavailoa. Okay, little woozy there, takes a step back, shakes his head. Oh, boy. And then, oh, boy. Goodness, that's an okay. awful, awful sight to see. They will take him. That's to the fucked immediately. And so then he came back in that game, and he was, I, he's lying, okay? Because he made a comment after the game, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you know, my back locked up, and uh, no big deal." See, the NFL needs to protect their players, and they don't. And so a week ago. They probably had CTE dripping out of his eyes and they didn't do anything about it. They left him in the game or he demanded to go in and then someone said, Oh, okay. Well, that's not what you're supposed to do. So, all right. So he comes in the game and he leads the team to victory. Okay. But all right. Now he's still suffering from a traumatic brain injury last week. And this is what the NFL has tried to clean up forever. You know, um, they have uh, they, a training camp. They make you wear the extra thick padding on the helmets to, to keep them safe. Looks weird as hell, but like, hey, we got to do this to keep our players safe. And then, um, I mean, the fact that he hit his head so hard, falls around, stumbles around the field, that doesn't even need... Uh, any type of testing he's already failed the test he can't play at that point you're then trying to heal the guy up so that he he can put the uh, concussion in the rearview mirror instead uh four days later he's on the field and whammo again so my god this dude's brain is like joe biden's at this point um that is ugly holy shit linda who uh this dude comes, uh, he played at the school that she loves, Alabama. She says, um, first off, concerning when he got his uh, uh, hip ripped off, Nick Saban screwed him by keeping him in and referring to the Buffalo game. He never should have gone back into that game. Drew says he'll be the next murderer. So we're looking at 15 years from now. He's going to shoot his family. And then shoot himself in the chest so that they can study his brain. And then there you go. That's that's where this will wound up. Wind up. Oh my God. 
Uh, Linda says, I hate that AO threw Tua down like that. He should suffer some consequences. Um, he did whip him down horribly, you know, and in this, uh, in this day and age, you can't do that to the quarterback. I'm surprised that didn't draw a flag, that type of whipping him down like that. Quarterbacks are always vulnerable when they're throwing the ball like that. So that is just fucked. Oh my God. So, uh, that, I don't even know who won the fucking game. Doesn't matter. Uh, and that guy was having a breakout year, this Tunga Valoa. Um, between him and Jalen Hurts, the two just stud quarterbacks this year. Fantastic, but my God. All right. That is the open of this show. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget, I have a Patreon. All the information you can find at ericsaintshow.com. If you want to join me on Patreon when this show is done, I do my second podcast of the day. When this one is done, patreon.com slash Zane. I uh, do a bonus podcast each and every day after the conclusion of this one. All right. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Last night we did the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And um, I haven't yet posted the audio, I, but we did do it live. So you could have uh, been part of it if you were a, a $10 a month member on Patreon. And holy shit, did we have fun. Oh my God. It's always just a knockdown, drag out, laugh fest. Um, for that reason alone, you need you need to be on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, uh, while I have you here, Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed in your home, great local sponsor. I realize not all of you are local, but if you are, this is who you need to call upon to have the flooring installed for the cheapest price possible. 616-318-0167. The flooring I'd like you to buy also comes from a local sponsor. That would be Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Where our pal Kent dropped the E at a U works, who sometimes joins us on the show. Hello to you, Kent. And uh, go there if you want the lowest prices on flooring that exist in the world today for all different types of them. And mention my name and you get an additional 10% off. Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. Uh, When we gather, we do it at Bosco's Pub. Bosco's Pub's part of uh, Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Try the burgers. The drinks are stiff. The beers are cold. Bosco's Pub online at boscospub.com. All right, moving on. I talked to you earlier in the week, the story about the hillbillies in a community not far from here where the, I guess this is called a canvasser who shows up to your house and tries to, I always thought a canvasser was kind of like, hey, are you registered to vote? But this person showed up, banged on the door of some hillbilly farmhouse, which is a bad idea. Um, If you live in a subdivision, that's one thing or a development. 
But farmhouses off the beaten path, that's a good way to get shot. I mean, you just kind of know that when you live in, in the sticks. You don't go bang on someone's door. You yell from the road. I'm not even kidding. Uh, when the sign says private property, stay off, it doesn't mean walk onto the property and ask for permission to come on the property. If they happen to be outside and you can shout at them, then maybe. But you don't bang on the door of a fucking farmhouse. It's a bad move. Some lady who wants abortion banned walks up to a farmhouse in some redneck neighborhood, well, redneck community, and uh, and she's like, hey, I'm here to uh, make sure you don't vote on Proposal 3. And the lady who answers the door is like, well, what the fuck's Proposal 3? She goes, oh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna keep abortion illegal in Michigan. Now, this bill was established, this proposal, because after Roe v. Wade, all these women who want to kill their babies, uh, they are no longer allowed to do that. So they they want to kill their babies. So the proposal is on the, it's going to pass. And we're going to go back to the uh, tried and true American practice of baby murder. So, all right. Now, I actually am in support. I will vote yes on this. You women should be allowed to murder. And uh, so there you go. That's where I stand on it. I say yes on three. The lady banging on the door, she's like, vote no on three. You know, uh, right-wing lady. And she's like 85 years old. This old lady's banging on the door. And the lady opens it, 60-year-old lady. She's like, well, fuck no, man. I, when I was uh, younger, I, I had a tubal pregnancy. And that almost killed me. And I had an abortion. And thank God I did because I would have died. And so really old bitch is saying to old bitch, oh, well, you're crazy. No, fuck no. You got to do this. And then the next thing you know, um, 85-year-old chick is shot. Now, the way the husband of the 60-year-old of the homeowner, the, the dude who lives there, he described it as he comes out of the barn and he sees the commotion on the porch. They're trying to get old lady to leave. She refuses to leave, according to the homeowners. And then a dude comes out with a rifle shoots to scare off get skedaddle shoot and then he says she won't leave even though he fired a weapon this part all sounds fishy as shit and when we talked about it earlier in the day earlier in the week we're like i don't know and then he claims that she had a clipboard and she was waving it and he was afraid she was gonna hit his he was afraid she was gonna hit his wife so he went to swing the gun to block it and the gun went off and somehow the old lady got shot in the shoulder and then that was it so he's like yeah it was an accident now the police out there the this is in a again a hillbilly community and so they're probably not going to charge the hillbilly who shot the lady who got shot all right they're probably going to give him the key to the city because that's what you do in these redneck communities. You just shoot people. Um, but now the worker, the canvasser, is speaking out. And she's like, 
Fuck no, this was not an accident. It was intentional. All right. Audio check. Video check. Here you go. It has been more than a week since an 84-year-old woman was shot and injured in Ionia County while campaigning door-to-door against abortion. Today, Look at that place. Now that, look it. Why in the hell would you even consider approaching a place like that? The barn alone uh, uh, says, show up here, you're getting shot. This big propane thing. The only people who have propane things are people who will shoot you if you step on the property. Then you add the giant American flag. I got my rights. You know you're going to get shot if you bang on a door of a place. You can even go to a, a place like this and just say, hey, how you doing? You just won the lottery and you're going to get shot. Hey, the pro-life volunteer spoke to News 8's Ken Colker from her. Now, um, it is kind of weird, though, because if you go to a place like this and you say, hey, I'm a pro-life person. I would expect the people that live in a rural community to be pro-life, but they're not. Her attorney's office, here's a story. The shooting victim says this was not an accident and that she feared for her life. Usually when voters don't want to talk to you, they, they, they just shut the door. But not on September 20th, she says, when the longtime pro-life volunteer... Look at this chick. Tear knocked on the door of Sharon Harvey, hoping to convince her to vote against Proposal 3, which would enshrine the right to abortion in the state constitution. Her goal, she says, is to change minds. And let them know how radical this proposal is. Absolutely. Sharon Harvey told News 8 that she told the pro-life volunteers she... The guy there is the one who shot the chick. ...would be voting for the proposal to keep abortion legal. That, she says, is when the volunteer got aggressive and refused to leave despite repeated warnings. The volunteer denies that. I did not raise my voice, did not get angry with her. She told me to get off her property, and I said, I'm going, and I got off the porch and down on the sidewalk. That, she says, is when she noticed... She Look at this chick, the fanny pack. Sharon Harvey's husband, Richard... The husband told News 8 he had heard arguing from the barn, grabbed a 22 caliber rifle, and fired a warning shot into a tree. She's still ranting and raving, and she's got this clipboard, and she's waving around. I'm thinking she's going to smack Sharon with it. So without thinking, I went to club it away with the rifle. Okay, if you club away a clipboard with a rifle, uh, how is it that the end of the barrel would be pointed at the shoulder? That seems ridiculous to even suggest. The rifle, he says, fired accidentally, striking Jacobson in the shoulder. The shot exited her back. Jacobson, however, says it wasn't an accident, saying he was about seven feet away when he fired the shot. Oh, no. I noticed the most was that he had a gun, and it was a big gun. It was a long barrel. And by the time that registered in my brain, I heard a shot, and I felt some pain. She got in her car and drove to a nearby police station. She says the entire encounter lasted no more than 10 minutes. Jacobson, who stands five feet tall, denies waving her clipboard. What kind of threat did you pose? Well, did I pose? I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I posed any threat. Yeah, I don't, how the fuck can a five foot tall, 85 year old woman pose a threat? If anything, 
the stupid asshole who shot her could easily have just thrown her off the porch if he wanted to and probably wouldn't have gotten into any trouble for that. Absolutely none. And we all know that that would have been fun. She believes her shooter should face criminal charges and she's considering a civil suit. I think he knew what he was doing. I think it was intentional. Well, yeah. Why do you think he would want to shoot you? Because he's a fucking hillbilly. I have no idea. It's not clear if and when charges will be filed against the shooter. The state police tell us today that the investigation is continuing. How much more investiga- investigation do you need? He shot her because he wanted, he, well, he just fucking shot her because she was there. Oh my God. Like I said, uh, in communities like this, this is what you get. They're going to, he's not, nothing's going to happen to him. Uh, Drew calls her a dumb fuck. Uh, let's see. Linda says she was trespassing, period. All right. But does that mean you shoot the old lady? Is that what you're saying? I have no sympathy for the bitch who was shot, she writes. She should have left immediately. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, Adam says this is not surprising in Ionia County. Kyle says shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> Guys, I, you know, I, uh, I have many guns. And I don't think there's no way in fucking hell I would have shot her. What is wrong with you? Drew writes, you would have shot her. She's MAGA scum. (laughs) Um, And then then also that that element of the story that I just talked about. Also, I am shocked there are people against Proposal 3 in Ionia County. Yes. That's also incredible. Brandis says, oh, man, just slam the door in her face. Move about your day. Good Lord. Agreed. That's what you should have done. We can't all be crazy fucking psychopaths like Linda shooting people. Jesus. Come on. I'm surprised at you, Linda. I I thought you had more common sense than that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't go knocking on strangers' doors. That's true. That's true. That's a horrible job. She should sue, well, the uh, the homeowners, first of all. And uh, for that, she'll get nothing because they don't have... Well, she'll get the farm, okay? She'll get the farm. Um, and then she should sue whatever organization was making her pound on those doors, all right? Uh, no baby's life is worth that. Okay. Nick, the electrician says, you can't see my house from the road. It means don't come. Exactly. That is a hard and fast rule. You are not allowed to go onto the property. You can yell from the road. That's it. Assholes. Okay. So I'm kind of like on both sides here, but I still think that these hilljacks 
should go to prison for shooting that old chick. Okay? All right. Uh, more crime news. We've got this day in crime. Uh, by the way, I'm tentatively expecting to get Rick from TC Paintball on here for another edition of Trigger Time um, to talk about this story and and other ones as well. Referring to the lady banging on the door, Corey writes, don't even do that. You have never convinced anyone to change their mind by inconveniencing their day and knocking on their door. Stop this stupid practice. Exactly. You're 100% right. Rick says, I'm in. Call me at nine. All right. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. This story in California. Holy shit, man. So some chick is driving down the road. And uh, she notices like a kitty cat. All right. In the road. And she also notices that there's a guy coming the other direction towards her that is swerving towards the cat to run it over. Now, I need you to, I'm asking you this. If you, if I see someone trying to kill a cat, I'm going to want that person to die or any animal, you know, hell, if I see a squirrel get greased and the person did not make an attempt to stop or if they can uh, swerve, I know that's against the rules. It just breaks me. It kills me. I want, I want to slaughter the person behind the wheel. And of course that would subside as seconds pass, but I did not subside uh, for this lady. Hannah star Esser. 20-year-old girl. She was able to flag the guy down. And an argument ensued. She gets out of the car. 43-year-old Victor Anthony Luis gets out of the car. She's recording it on her phone, you asshole, you asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you trying to kill that cat? I don't even think he got the cat. But he was... He was, that has been determined, trying to run over the cat. Actually, uh, it says uh, that she believed tried to run over the cat. I guess it's not 100% clear, but what is clear is that, well, they were going at it. And so they're both out of their vehicles in this argument. The woman then gets back in her car and the dude standing at outside of his car still screaming at her. So she drove over him and killed him. Returns to her car, puts it in drive, stomps on the gas and runs right over him. The man eyewitnesses said was launched up onto the wood, onto the wood, Jesus Christ, Onto the hood, Breaking Bad style. Remember that scene in Breaking Bad? Uh, run. It was the, the, the scene where uh, Walter killed those two fuckers who were going to kill Jesse. Run. Incredible. 
and flipped him several times before he landed in the street, just like Tua. He had his hands up like the quarterback. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Luis is a father of five daughters. He was expecting his first grandchild this fall. He was killed in front of his apartment building and died in his only brother's arms. Oh my God. This senseless act of violence has robbed the world of a bright light. who will never be forgotten. The statement said, even though he loved killing cats, he will be sorely missed. According to the GoFundMe, some of that is true. Uh, the sister established the GoFundMe to pay for his funeral. I think that if you, if there's the, the caveat where it's not clear, you may have tried to kill the cat that may affect your GoFundMe. You know, it's true. There's a, a, a Netflix documentary called, uh, uh, fucking God, what is it? Don't screw around with my cat or something or. My cat is, uh, if you kill my cat, I will murder you or some shit. Don't fuck with cats. That's what it is. And it's about some guy who killed a cat in a viral video and then a bunch of people hunted him down and raped him or something. Um, this senseless act of violence has robbed the world of a bright light, blah, blah, blah. She was arrested Sunday. Had an initial call, court appearance Tuesday. She'll be arraigned October 13th. A spokesperson for the DA said it was not immediately clear whether the cat was actually involved. So we don't know. The action showed a complete disregard for human life. I guarantee you there are going to be people in the world that are like more power to her. That she did the right thing. By the way, she looks like the kind of cute or kind of uh, chick who when she gets, I don't know why I can't talk today. When she goes out on a Friday night, she just looks awesome. And here she is on a stitch of makeup, hair up, looks like fuck. She just murdered the guy that she thought was going to run over a cat. But she's just got the features and eyes of someone who's a knockout. Not that I'm, that I'm interested. As you know, I love all women that are old. The only women I'm attracted to are old women. Young chicks. Do not do it for your old pal, Eric Zane. But her eyes are striking. I think she could be hot. Uh, I wonder what the GoFundMe is at for dude. Uh, Let's see. Victor Anthony Luis. GoFundMe. Okay. Uh huh. Oh. Sorry, no keywords match. Maybe you search cat murderer. Perhaps that could be it. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, that, that talk about triggered. I um I can't do any story where I see or hear of an animal getting injured in any way it's the i mean it when i'm the story i take it back the story this week about the lady in montana who mistakenly shot the husky because she thought it was a wolf because she's so goddamn stupid jesus christ what the fuck all right meanwhile 
I would love to help your business. Send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping inbox, eric at ericsaintshow.com, if you want me to talk about you on this show. It's fairly simple. Everything's a handshake deal. I will uh, tell you how it works. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. Bring Rick in in just a second. Thank you to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Buyinsurancehere.com, 616-914-4070. If you are without health insurance, for God's sake, what are you doing? Um, Healthcare.gov is absolutely awesome. That's how I get my insurance. That's how people who are self-employed get their insurance in between jobs or if their employer does not offer health insurance. Don't be a dumbass. Get insured, you and your family, today. And I'm not kidding you. If you talk to Frank today, you can get insured today. Uh, Reach out 616-914-4070 or uh, that's call or text or just go to buyinsurancehere.com. Mention Rick from TC Paintball. He'll have a full weekend of uh, uh, paintball action going on there at TC Paintball in Grand Rapids. Uh, Call today and set up a time when you and your crew can be there. Could be a bachelor party. Neighborhood kids getting together, all the dads, whatever it may be. TCPaintballGR.com. They just uh, wrapped up Little League. Oh, my God. Wednesdays are great. Little League uh, and Junior League, not to mention, of course, Ladies' Day at TC Paintball. October 16th, we have a paintball event. 4 p.m. That is Sunday, October 16th. I'll be running the half marathon in the morning and then limping around uh, shooting paintballs at people for the afternoon. 4 p.m. start, pizza party before. You got to let me know. Reach out. Uh, RSVP, Eric at EricZaneShow.com is going to set you back 35 bucks. We've got comedy this weekend, Full House Comedy. Josh Blue is in town. Just go to FullHouseComedy.com, and you can uh, hang out and see a great show. Josh Blue is absolutely awesome. Love that guy. All right, I'd like to bring in Rick from TC Paintball from time to time. Uh, usually on Fridays, for Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. Hoover! It's a beautiful mover. Oh, my God, I love that Brian Johnson. You got to say it. You got to play that again. I miss it. I will as soon as you get, uh, as we finish up with you, I will play the old Brian Johnson commercial before he made it big with ACDC. He did a commercial yes, for, I love it. for Hoover Vacuums. Uh, okay. So what, how has the week unfolded for you, Rick? Hopefully nothing. Uh, hopefully everything is good in your world. Everything is good. Um, busy with the same old, same old paintball and football right now. Uh, tis the season, as they say. Your, uh, your, your son is the football player, right? Yes. Is yep. this cause there, I asked because at this age, can't like young ladies play football. Does that happen? Uh, not, um, we're in the Granville system and I don't see any ladies there. We play Hudsonville and, uh, Jenison Hopkins and Forest Hills. And I haven't seen any girls on those teams either. Um, but I have heard, you, you know, it's a little bit more popular than it used to be for, uh, the girls to be involved when, uh, we, before we got into tackle football, when we were in the, uh, the, uh, uh, flag football, um, phase, uh, there was a few girls that played that. I would actually pay money. If uh, I found out that some behemoth, how, how old's your son? Uh, he's 10. If some behemoth 10-year-old girl who weighed like 270 
and she's like <laughs> six six, uh, was in the backfield, and all these little shits trying to bring her down, and she's like, you know, just a complete badass. I would pay more to see that than I would an NFL game. Well, I tell you what, um, in the wrestling room, you know, next season is wrestling, and there are some girls that uh, that wrestle, and those are those are some badass girls that uh, they get down on the mat. And they wrestle against the boys? Oh, yeah. I would be so erect. <laughs> uh, weird flex, but okay. You know, these are not 55-year-olds, you know. Oh, my God. That would be so hot. <laughs> uh, just the, the image of the lady in the singlet that does it for me the 55 year old yeah and then if you're the kid it's all you know that that's why the chicks win because the guys like you know while you're there and then you accidentally the the, the finger goes in a spot it shouldn't and then he's like oh sorry and, yeah. and and oh god it just sounds i think they call that i think they call that an oil change in wrestling yeah checking the oil if the Check finger the oh god it sounds terrible i would never let my little girl wrestle against boys what type of no. what type of yeah. asshole my, my daughter is 7 and she's a very outgoing social girl and i know i'm going to have problems when she's a teenager but if she ever wants to wrestle i think i got to sit her down and yeah. say listen say we, no. we can't have this no, no, no. And you got to be very frank with her and say, look, this is your body. And this thing uh, is going to get intruded. And and we don't want to have that happening. So, no, you cannot wrestle. And any parent of little girls who lets their chick kid wrestle boys is an asshole and should be arrested, frankly. That's an interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's your way of disavowing. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I keep the conversation going, but I'm I'm not committing myself to agreeing with you. Okay. All right. Um, I sent you a couple things that we can talk about. First of all, did you see the football player Tua Tungavaloa, I think it's how you say his name, get his head scrambled. Yeah, I watched it live last night. Man, that was a uh that was a scary moment. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen I mean, I've seen the arms go out before, but I mean his fingers were twisted up man he looked like stephen hawking the gang signs reference was uh was brilliant yeah that's uh it was it was really weird when he cramped up and fingers were going all kinds of different directions i mean it was so that's just an image you you don't get out of your head and you just you don't want to see it man you know it's a violent game and i really enjoy the game of football but when stuff like that happens it really reminds you exactly how violent it can be you know you get into all the conversations we've had in the last 10 years or or, or uh, heard them talking about the cte and you know junior Seau and and all those guys they you know end up killing themselves or whatever it's like uh you know that that, that does some long-term damage to the brain and that's uh that's something we'd rather we'd rather kind of forget about and we're reminded about it all the time um it, it, that, that type of thing, it just popped into my brain. Um, that, that's something that like they would do on the show jackass where they would try to get bam to have a concussion, you know, and actually make, try to get his hands to do that, which I, I would, I, I, I would not want to see, but my God, what a weird thing that the body's so strange for it to do something as odd as that is, you know? You know, jackass, I never really got into that. My nephew was into that, and I never, like, I think it's funny when somebody gets hit in the nuts or whatever, but, you know, when you're doing it, like, repeatedly and you're putting yourself at risk, like, when it happens and you accidentally get hit by a, 
you know, a softball or something or, or a kickball or dodgeball or something, and you take it in the nuts, okay, it's a funny moment. But when the jackass guys were doing it, in like, on purpose, right. I just I don't understand putting yourself at risk like that. I, I can't see the draw to it, and I don't like watching it. Right. I like the pranks. Uh, but I don't like what you just described. I, I can't do it either. It's like, it's not funny to me, you know? No, no. It's, it's, even- it's, it's idiotic. And I feel like it's somebody, you know, nothing against those people, but I feel like it's just attention grabbing. Like, look at me, I can get hit in the nuts. And I'm like, man, isn't there a, a, a better way to entertain people? You know, it's almost like farting in a mic. Isn't there a better oh, way to entertain? Oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good one. You asshole. <laughs> Uh, I also sent you this story about the uh, uh, the the canvasser bangs on the door at the hillbilly residence and ends up getting shot. Uh, um, who answers the front door anymore? That's my first question. Like when people knock on my front door, I'm like, is what's going on? Why are people knocking on my door? It used to be such a common thing when I was a kid, but now it's like even when you have somebody that you expect to come to your house, they don't come and knock. They text you when they get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, who is knocking on doors? No, you're and, right. and when is it effective? Like, sometimes you'll see somebody coming around trying to sell windows or a new roof to you or something. Um, it's kind of like cold calling. Like, it's got to work sometimes or else they wouldn't be doing it at all. But I just can't imagine being an individual that that type of thing works on. It's interesting you say that because part of what I do, I have to cold call people. And, and I, I have a, a technique and it's, it's super disarming. It's all about, Hey, let me send you. Can I, can I email you, uh, some information? That's all I'm at. That's all I'm trying to get out of the, out of the cold call, you know? And most and that's, times, that's probably the way to do it, right? Most times people say, yeah, 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 you can. And they won't necessarily read it, but if they do more often than not, there's something positive that can come out of it. Um, but you're right. I, I mean, outside of, cause you get people banging on the door all the fucking time or when, when they do do that, it's like, what are you expecting is going to happen here? You know? And, and she, considering the fact that she bangs on the door and tries to get, uh, persuade this lady to vote on something, not just anything, abortion uh, <laughs> on the, on the porch of that lady's household. Holy shit. Yeah, she said that she had knocked on like a dozen doors that day. She's lucky she didn't get shot a dozen times. You know, like, first of all, don't knock on doors. Second of all, you got a hot button uh, uh, subject topic like abortion where people are either way one way or way the other on it. And then when they're not of your same um, thought process, you're, you know, according to the husband, you're, you're waving the clipboard and you're getting all worked up about it and stuff. It's like, I, I think, I think you got to pick a different hill to, to die on there. Don't, don't, don't intrude on somebody's privacy and then get angry when they have different beliefs than you. You know, I mean, that's yeah. uh, I'm not saying she deserved to get shot, but. Uh, I think this is what I think happened. Cause I think there's some lying by the homeowner going on. I think she went up there, got into it with the chick and then the, the old man uh, shot her, which in Ionia County, uh, you know, that's, that's standard practice. That's why sure. the guy hasn't gotten in trouble yet. They don't, you know, it's like that. Like I said, they're probably going to give him the key to the city. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not buying that at all, but, um, I, 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 I agree with you, the whole business of banging on the door and how about the script being flipped? How is it that in Ionia County, those people aren't pro-life? 
I mean, typically on a farmhouse, you know, Republican, don't do, don't uh, say no to abortion. I was surprised at that too. She was probably just confused as to what the proposal meant. That's probably what it was. She didn't read it herself, and she didn't get a good explanation. Oh my God, people are so dumb. Okay, I uh, I didn't let you know that we were going to be doing this, but did you see the clip of Biden um, at that um, ceremony the other day? Uh, looking, we're talking about the, the yeah, dead chick. The yeah, dead where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? And Representative, uh, uh, what's her face? Jackie, whatever her name was, is has been dead for a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, what's worse, the the gas by Mushbrain or or the attempted uh, the attempted cover up or the attempted uh, story that they put on top of it? Like she was she was on his brain on the top of his brain or whatever. Like what what does that even mean? Yeah, I know. It's like and 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 the the simple fact that he actually said. Where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? That means you think she's supposed to be there, but she's dead. And and I, you're right. I was disgusted that they spun it the way they did. I'm disgusted. I'm not disgusted that he did that because I just don't think he's healthy. No, I mean, I think he proves it over and over again whenever there's a mic in front of him. He's, he's not right in the head. Yeah, no. uh, and he continues to get worse. It's like, why do you keep putting him out there? Why do you let him riff at all? Just, just give, give him an earpiece and tell him in his ear exactly what he's supposed to say, and do not let him go off the rails because it is off the rails as soon as he does. I think this is some type of uh, elder abuse or, or, or actually <laughs> neglect because, like my dad with his dementia, he there, now he can't do things. He can't uh, handle any any power tools or anything like that. He can't climb ladders. And, uh, you know, and my dad's mindset reminds me of the mindset of Biden and Biden's. Okay. If my dad can't climb a ladder, how the fuck is Biden supposed to run America? Well, right. But your dad's a regular guy. Biden's a politician. So if we're going to abuse any, uh, any elderly, let's abuse all the politicians. because <laughs> They all deserve it. Oh my God, Jesus. And you know what else I noticed about him was when in that clip, his eyes are super black. He's got dark, dark eyes, and I think that that has something to do with what he's going through. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think he's, I think he's, his vision is failing him or something. The whole thing is fucked. I, it, it, yeah, it make, is he going to make it? Is it he going to make it to the finish line? <laughs> yeah, that makes me wonder. We're, we're two years out. I just don't know, and there's no way he runs again, right? I, there's no way. I mean, if you're, if you're, the, if you're the, uh, the Republicans— I mean, you have all the ammo in the world to run a smear campaign against them. You know, I mean, it's like you just throw some clips up there and you're like, do you want this guy, you know, doing it again? Is he really going to last four more years? I think that's impossible. And I think if they do it strategically where they actually don't act dickish when like, let's say a CPAC or a, a, a whatever they like, those things are called, those political action committees, when they um, put ads out, if they're actually polite, and say these are examples of why we think the president should not be the president anymore because we don't think his mind is right because of example A, B, C, and D. Um, I think that would go a lot further than, like, you know, attacking the guy. Sure. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, political attack ads are the norm now. Um, but no matter how they do it, it's it's the, 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 the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall there. I don't think, uh, I don't think there's any way that you could pretend that he could last another four years or, or be coherent at all. I, I just, I just feel yeah. like he's a, he's a, uh, um, you know, he's a figurehead at this point and, uh, he just stands up there and says a bunch of bullshit that doesn't make sense. And, and the, the background does what the background does. 
Uh, what is Rick from TC Paintball doing for fun other than being busy at uh, at uh, TC Paintball? Is there anything you're watching, anything you're reading, anything you're listening to? Uh, I don't know, one of your stupid history podcasts. I was gonna say Dan Carlin Hardcore History is always is always uh, you know on cue uh, whenever I get in my truck when the Eric Zane Show podcast isn't rolling. Thank you, thank um, you. As far as uh, as far as other stuff, it's we're in the middle of football season, so I got football practice several nights a week, and then you know trying to run the business and deal with my paintball team and you know and be a good dad. That's uh, that's really what uh, what's going on. My my wife and I were just talking like, man, how many more practices? How many more weeks? How, you know until we can. You know, get some free time back again. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a busy uh, season, but, you know, uh, kids are only young for so long. Yeah. And you don't get these years back. Yeah. So at some point, we're going to look back and be like, man, I really I really miss, you know, football season when we were so involved. So it's, uh, it, it's real busy, um, but it's better than being bored, I guess. No, I'm with you, and, th- and, th- and that will come. And then you'll be like, oh, God, he's grown up now. And then a few more years will pass after that, and you'll be like, Oh my God! What? Well, why did I even miss that? I'm so glad that's over because that's the way I am now with my kids' hockey. Holy shit! Every weekend, driving all over hell and high water to watch these fuckers play. So. What about uh, track meets? Oh God, the worst! <laughs> oh, do not, Rick. Do not let them do track. No, they are boring. I in my in high school, my high school girlfriend was a was a, into track. And I would go to those track meets, and you would fall asleep. I mean, it is—it's—it's it's a lot of time for very little activity, you know, per individual. Yeah, I don't know what's worse: uh, 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 little kids softball uh, or, or or track. I mean, they're just horrible, absolutely horrible. Not the best spectator sport, track no, and field. No. Uh, okay. Uh, anything going on? I need to know about a TC paintball that you're happy with. I saw what happened on Wednesday. You finished up the little league. Is that right? Yeah. Every two months we, uh, we hand out uh, prizes based on the, the points that they accumulate over those two months. And then the following week, we just, uh, set the scoreboard back to zero and, and kick it off again. Um, the formula we have is working pretty well with, uh, with the eight to 12 year olds coming to play low impact. Um, once they play, I mean, most of the time our, our retention rate on keeping those kids involved and inter, uh, interested has been really, really good. And then as they kind of get really used to the game and really used to the impact, the next step is the team league uh, that's going on at the same time. So they can kind of see what the next step is and then they'll graduate to team league. And then eventually the teams start graduating to, to actual tournament players. So the formula works pretty well. Uh, we're pretty proud of that formula. There's a lot of um, other uh, uh, businesses in the industry that are coming to me to ask me how we're doing it uh, because they want to grow it uh, as well. Uh, so the formula works good. I mean, any any kids out there, especially if you're not into um, traditional sports, uh, if, you, if you're not the fastest or the biggest or the most coordinated, you can still hold a paintball gun to your shoulder and shoot at your buddies. So um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's really good and really important, and it gets them involved in something active. So uh, it's a lot of fun. We do it every Wednesday. We never stop doing it. We just pay out prizes every couple months, and we just keep rolling. Um, if you put it out there, act like uh, maybe if you approach the group formerly known as Zaniacs, they could all, it would be a battle royale, all of them versus me. I have no mask on, and the game doesn't end until I actually die from pain. Do you think they'd be interested? Do you remember, I don't think it was the last uh, uh, paintball war, but I think it was the one before that, and it was, 
It was uh, you were having shit. I think you were having conflict with that group. Maybe it was somebody else. But but <laughs> right before we started, I I looked at you and I said, "Okay, I want to introduce our special guest right now." Do you remember the look that, that came over your face? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Who, I forgot who you introduced. It was nobody. I was just oh. bullshit. Oh, I just, I just wanted to see your reaction, oh, and it worked me. great. Oh but yeah, in, I can't remember. I mean, you're in conflict with so many people so often that I can't keep it all straight. But it's you true. were in conflict with somebody, and I was just uh, joking with you that I had them there, and uh, just for that one moment, you had believed me, and that was that was a great moment. Yeah, it kind of leads me to like, what if we, what if I secretly invited the uh, the castaways to have you know a a alternating party that was there at the same time yes. as the Eric Zane show oh. paintball war, how would that work? Absolutely. I am for it. I am absolutely for that. I think that would be fantastic. You should. They won't do it, but I would love uh, to actually witness that. I think they would think about it. I think the only reason that they wouldn't do it is if they were, they thought they were giving you content. Um, or 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 kind of backhanded promoting you in some way. Right. I think that's right. the only reason they wouldn't do it. But most of those people, they they have either expressed interest in or actually have played in the paintball wars. Right. So I, I don't know. I think they would think about it if we actually took that step. Excellent. Are you still part of? Uh, uh, I, I guess the what the sh- uh, group is now called. Are you still involved with that? I'm not involved, but I'm still on the page. I never say anything. Oh, it's good um, reading. It's entertaining. I tried to join again. Well, I'm not saying I don't read it. When, when oh, things yeah. come up, I look at it, and and I, you know, sometimes that I feel like they're beating a dead horse a little bit. Um, but and, and so I, I try. I don't want to be involved. I don't. I don't want to make any enemies on either side because I don't have anything personal against them. Right. Any of them. Right. 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 Um, but I mean, I, I do. It's like a car crash. You know. I mean, when, oh, when something's posted, God. I take a look at it. I read all the comments, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of interested to see where the whole, where the, you know, the temperature of the room is. I guess. Oh man, it's awesome. It's always hot. It's all. There's always some heat going on. There's always some bit of catastrophic outrage happening. It's it's my favorite thing, and I I, I can't see it personally, but people send me the shit. And I'm like, yes, this is so good. I can't, I can't get over it. It's just, it's one of my favorite things to do. If I get any, uh, a text with a screenshot from some of the various people that are on there, it, it just, it, it's incredible. It's when anybody says something about Eric Zane's not relevant, but if you continue to talk about him, doesn't <laughs> yeah. that make him relevant? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was talking about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. There are not many people in the world that I be a, would be a favorite in any type of battle or a war against because I'm so small. I'm a small time show, but I know that I can be victorious against the local Facebook group. Small time show dot, dot, dot big mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Another t-shirt. All right, Rick. Hey buddy, you have a good one. And uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, take care of yourself and hope the football games are good. Are you, are you on my, are you on uh, fantasy football? I am, yeah. Actually, um, we started playing fantasy football in 1992. That's right. I and we're, we, still, we still have the same league going. So when, I'm one and two in my league, and actually Tua Tagovailoa is my backup quarterback. Oh, Jesus. I'm glad I didn't have him started last night. When you, in 1992, is everything compiled manually? Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to bore you some, with some minutia here. So when we first started, you know, there really wasn't an internet, but we really were into football, and we were done playing high school football. So, we, you know, at that time, you heard about rotisserie baseball. Yeah. So we went to the bookstore, and we found a book that had to do with fantasy football, and it told you how to score it and everything. So the first few years, 
I would buy a USA Today every day, and USA Today would put the box score of every game in there, so you'd have every carry, every amount of yards, oh, touchdowns, all the shit. pertinent info, and I would do the scoring by hand, and another guy in the league would do the scoring by hand for every team, and then we would call each other Monday night, and we would talk about all the scores, we would compare all the scores, and whenever there was a, a discrepancy in the scores, we would dive into the stats and figure out who screwed up where. And then at the end of you know, at the end of Tuesday after the Monday night game, we would have our totals done and we would all do it by hand and we'd, you know, tell everybody if they won or they lost. And I would keep in a notebook, a little, you know, a little pseudo spreadsheet on, on what the standings were and stuff. Holy shit. It was, was archaic. What a fucking nightmare. That's a job. It was a job, but I mean, we were, we were so into the stats back then. And I tell you what, I was much better, a much better fantasy football owner back then when I knew everybody's stat, everybody's position, everybody's uh, um, healthy status. I mean, that really makes you, that gives you all the data you need. Yeah, to yeah, definitely. Now it's all done we're, for you. We're spoiled now. Now you yeah. just, uh, you know, you enter your lineup, you can do it at the last second and then, oh my God, this guy's out. I didn't know that. And you swap another guy in and it's easy now, it, you know, back then you had to buy a magazine, you had to read through it. Now you just go that i lately what i do uh, when we draft is i go and I, I just google a top 200 list and i print it out and i go to the draft and i start marking guys off right. as they get picked and i pick the next guy next best guy available um what's interesting also i mean if you were to explain to rick in 1992 that it would update in real time on a magic device um like they have now like nowadays if brett Favre or not if uh, aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown within like three seconds the points update you know how quickly that happens, how it turns around. Yeah, it's a different world now, man. All right, buddy. Real good. Uh, have a good one. I will talk to you soon. All right, I'll talk to you soon. See you, bye. All right, let me see. Rick from TC Paintball. Uh, concerning the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the group formerly known as the Zaniacs. Uh, the latest is. I've been getting, um, they've been sending me, not the group, but my moles have been sending me uh, shit that has been posted uh, after I talked about how, hey, send me a picture uh, like Kate, a, a Kate selfie in front of a Planet Fitness. Uh, look and do your best impression of Kate. Send it along. Well, they, of course, got wind of that. So then they're going to Planet Fitness and sending me selfies of them giving me the finger. So there's there's all these fucking people going, fuck you. And I'm like, yes, oh my God, this is awesome. Now, some of these people have it figured out, okay? Some of them are smarter than others. 95% of these people are dumb. But some do have some uh, some brain power. John and Jenison is smarter than all those people. And Dirk is smarter than all those people. Despite them continuously telling them, don't give him something to talk about. These twats keep giving me shit to talk about. Oh my God. And when you're trying to fill two hours with yourself talking all day, every day, all you know, five days a week, that's gold. You want that. So I'm seeing all these pictures of all these degenerates with busted out teeth and ah, give him the finger, fuck him. And then the, the one I really love was uh, when Lisa Kay 
went to uh, Lady Jane's haircut for haircuts for men, got got the Karen trimmed, and then she met with local retard Dean, and they handed off the bobblehead. They like, Harry, you got it now, and now she's gonna go and she takes pictures uh, with the bobblehead and her twat and posts it, and then I see it, and then boom, we've got something to talk about. That is good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, in addition. Let's see. The latest. Holy fuck. I can't see this shit. Uh, not sure what is going on here. I think John and Jenison, he posted, I'm just going to leave this here. And it is an article, how to respond wisely when a narcissist discards you. Because that's been the thing that they, they uh, have me labeled as a narcissist. I am a narcissist, according to them. And so Mike Pellerito writes, Thanks for reminding me of this, Melissa, and for posting this, John. I watched this playing in my mind how point by point I could overlay Eric Zane for example moments. Uh, Lady Jane's haircuts for men writes, Wow, Eric Zane was totally this guy's case study. Uncanny how accurate he is. Okay, so again, there is no ignoring going on, and I'm not going to ignore them. There's no way in fucking hell I'm going to ignore them. Um, and, and uh, you know, Eric, why don't you stop talking about them? No, it's too much fun to rub their nose and shit. This is great. I love this. And I'm thankful that all of you here... Enjoy this too. Uh, while I was talking to Rick, Patriot Nick discovered that there's, um, I guess, an old Facebook messenger group that existed that I was in. And um, he went onto it and I just saw it illuminate just now. It gave me a notification. I clicked on it and Nick has taken free beer and hot wings. And um, he has, hold on a second here. I can actually show it to you. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh God, I can't see it. Hold on. Oh fuck. No, I can't, I can't look at it. Anyway, it's free beer and hot wings. Giving me the finger in front of a Planet Fitness. Holy shit, this is awesome. That is funny. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep it up. Keep it up. I love the fact that these people who don't have the time to be wasting on something as stupid as this are spending even any amount of time, moments, to do this. Oh, my God. Awesome. Uh, let's see. That's where I'm going to leave that. Thank you very much. Hire your old pal Eric Zane on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I would love to do a roast for you on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, or if, you know, whatever it is, you want me to uh, well wishes for somebody, whatever it may be, I can make it as nice or as mean as you want me to make it. Thank you so much if you've done this in the past. Hello to my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. E-R Vines, Irvines.com online. Reach out to my friends at Irvines right here in West Michigan. In, if you are in West Michigan, uh, you can check them out. And they, of course, service all makes and models of domestic 
Asian, and European vehicles. About the only thing they won't touch is a Volkswagen. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I just saw a very sweet video of the multi-talented Megan showing off the new facility, portions of it, and uh, bragging about the coffee machine. She loves the coffee machine there. It's a good time. I love Irvine's. They will uh, set you straight and help you out in a fantastic way at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Joe Martinez is here. I think he may be back from Mexico. I'm not sure. I think I saw him uh, in there with me, in here with me. Joe Martinez, A&E Heating and Cooling. Do not just flip on the AC or the furnace, I should say, the furnace without getting that thing serviced, okay? That is a bad idea. It's been sitting for six months. Reach out to Joe right now and schedule a cleaning for the furnace setup. You can reach out to him, 616-516-8579, A-N-D-E, Heating and Cooling. Last but not least today, my friends at the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. Immunizations are what is on the agenda right now. If your little one has not had uh, measles, mumps, rubella inoculation, uh, whooping cough, meningitis, these are all important things for your kids. If you need more information about how you can get access to these shots for little or no cost, go to accesskent.com slash health. Okay. Uh, not done yet. Uh, normally I do that and then I jump into the asshole of the day, but I've got a uh, few more stories that I want to talk about with you. Do you recall the lady, uh, the lady by the name of Rachel Dolezal? Okay. Rachel Dolezal was the Spokane, Washington leader of the NAACP. And um, she got on everybody's radar because her mom and dad said she's not black. Even though she said, oh, yeah, I am. What do you, who, who, huh? Of course I'm not. Now, she looked very light-skinned, maybe a, a black dad and a white mom. Okay. Uh, and she, uh, she, but she looked like she could be African-American, black person. I guess, you know, but the mom and dad said, ah, no, 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 no. She grew up with us here in Minnesota. She got blonde hair, blue eyes, skin is white as fuck. She's white. And then, uh, that was it. Okay. So then she had to step down and holy shit. Oh my God. It was just a shit show. She kind of vanished from the public lost the gig, and, well, she's back. And she still identifies as black, okay? And I, for some reason, I don't know how it is that she can pull that off and then anyone in the black community would be accepting of her, knowing that she has made her um, her skin to be darker. She's, you know, she's not a black person. And, uh, and uh, how can you gain any respect or anyone in the black community can listen to anything that you would ever say when this is what's going on. But, okay, she's doing that. Now she's back. What is she doing to be back? She has to be out in front of people, and 
Is she doing some type of black activism or something like that? Not even close. She has started an OnlyFans page. Oh, my God. Yes. Rachel Dolezal is on OnlyFans, and she's showing her ass, and it's incredible. And the pictures were leaked. Let's get into it. This is her looking playful, blowing bubbles. Um, all right. You know, I mean, if I saw that on uh, a picture of that, I would say, well, that's not my type, but she looks uh, as whorish as anybody should on OnlyFans. I would say that that's passable for OnlyFans. Uh, there are people that would like that. She now is, instead of being a black activist, she's just acting like a black whore. Because look at this. Now this, I don't, Kenny would probably, this is probably Kenny's speed right here. Now I take it back. That's probably insulting to Teresa, who he's probably having sex with right now. So forget that I said that. Anyway, uh, there you go. That is uh, Rachel Dolezal right there with a weirdo tat on her on her ass. Uh, I would say uh, she's got kind of a butter face here. For a 44-year-old chick, that's curvy. All right. I don't think that that's that terrible. Again, not something that I'd be interested in. But if you were to go neck down, she's, uh, I think there's a market for this. Uh, Runner Girl 001 says, well, how else is she going to make money? I suppose. Exactly. I think if you have the name, that is the curiosity factor. Uh, Kyle says, if she were 50, you'd be blowing your load at her. No, I can't. I can't handle the face. I uh, her face is fucked up. I cannot do that. And forty four actually is an acceptable age for me to be interested in. I think I've got access to more pictures here too. Um, I think uh, after pretending to be black, Rachel Dolezal. Oh, no, I don't want that. Um. But uh, these pictures were uh, accidentally released. And uh, now people are like, holy shit. Here they are. You can, uh, you can get your, uh, your pics of Rachel Dolezal. Uh, and now everybody's talking. I think she's only 41 now. I thought she was 44. Shit. So Rachel Dolezal is now on OnlyFans. And uh, of, of course, of course she is. Richard Francisco is here. He says she is looking for some BBC. Without a doubt. Richard, did you do anything for our prize this year? All right. Moving on. Uh, Speaking of uh, issues with African Americans or whatever, uh, this is a thing. Did you know that if you... um, dress a certain way that a white person doesn't dress and you dress like a black person <coughs> that is called cultural appropriation is that right so if you wear like uh uh if you if you put your hair in, in braids or cornrows you can be called out for that shit if you just like the way that looks and 
while you're stealing black culture. And I, I don't know if I necessarily buy that. I think that that's kind of bullshit. And uh, this is happening right now to uh, Justin Bieber's wife, Haley. Bieber put out a TikTok of um, putting on lipstick a certain way where you outline your lips with a darker shade of whatever the fuck. Okay? And if you do that, that she did that exact thing. She's like, hey, this is what, this is uh, the uh, glazed donut lips trend. And I don't know about you, but that just sounds weird. The glazed donut look on your lips, which to me, that sounds like something entirely different. But Haley Bieber has been doing this, and she made it a thing where she posted a TikTok of her doing this. A classic featuring her using a classic combo of dark lip liner and her brand, uh, uh, Rode Skin, Rode Skin, sold out glazing lip uh, peptide to achieve the look. And now all these black people are pissed off and they're calling her out over for it and saying you for taking ownership of this. You cannot do that. This is something that only black people can do. And I'm like, how the fuck? What? Huh? That's ridiculous. The finished product for the model quickly caught the attention of beauty editors and enthusiasts splitting the needle down the head as most people of color, specifically those from black and brown communities expressed outrage at what be, at what could be considered cultural appropriation. Bieber has never taken ownership of the lip liner trend, but this isn't the first time the model has been called out for popularizing cultural beauty staples, all started by women of color. A few months ago, Bieber received pushback behind the glamorization of the clean girl aesthetic of slicked back buns, glossy skin, and gold jewelry that black women have rocked for decades. Yeah, let me tell you this. I don't give a shit if Haley Bieber's doing it or if all the black women are doing it. It looks like shit. All right? Who the fuck finds that to be attractive in the first place? I think it looks stupid. This person writes, why is it cultural appropriation if she wears brown lipstick? Does that mean you're telling white women they can only wear red and pink lipstick? Why would you think it's okay to tell someone how to look? If you were told as a black woman you were only allowed to wear black and brown lips lipstick, I'm sure you would be insulted in protest that you should be able to dress yourself as you please. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. She can do whatever she wants. And if she wants to steal it, too bad. Good for her. If she steals it and you talk about it, more people are going to be aware of it. That's what everyone keeps trying to tell the stupid-ass Deniacs, but they won't listen either. It's great. Congratulations. Okay. Uh, I want to go over, before we we reveal the asshole of the day, uh, a new documentary that was sent to me, a preview for it, by, uh, by Amanda. And it is coming out on Peacock. And it's about fucking Barney. And it's called 
I love you. You hate me. Here we go. Audio check, video check. It just exploded nationwide. It was a cultural phenomenon. What color is happier than purple? No color. So how exactly did Barney, one of the world's most beloved children's characters, turn into a target for hate? The newly released trailer for Peacock's two-part documentary, I Love You, You Hate Me, promises to explore an answer. People couldn't accept that this was just a show, and, and so let the bashing begin. According to the streamer's description, the series, which premieres October 12th, follows the rise and fall of Barney the Dinosaur's furious backlash and what it says about... See, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember people hating the dinosaur. I remember when my kids were old enough to watch it, they loved it. I probably still have all the Barney tapes. And I don't recall any any hate or me even hating it. And I, I know every part of them. About the human need to hate. Barney stands for inclusion, acceptance. You should love everyone. We all have Cheryl Leach to thank for that. Okay, so there you go. That's the problem. Everybody hates everybody. After the premiere of Barney and Friends in 1992, the character, created by Cheryl Leach, became the center of controversy, rumors, and according to Barney actor Bob West, even death. People are burning the bar, the Barney doll. Threats. And they were going to kill them. Just the dark side of this whole moment. Hinted at in the trailer, I Love You, You Hate Me, may also touch upon a 2013 incident involving Cheryl's son, Patrick, who was sentenced to 15 years in prison for allegedly shooting his neighbor in the chest. Now, why would that have anything to do with the documentary? The, the, the fad is long since over, and the chick who made Barney, her son, shot a dude. In 2013, why the hell would that have anything to do with the story? I don't think you could ever think somebody would go and shoot someone. All right, I don't know about that. I might be fucked up. I might be stupid. All right. Uh, We got to get to your asshole of the day. Remember, join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. I'll be starting the show a little bit after this one finishes. And uh, there you go. Now all we need is your asshole of the day. If you have any suggestions, please, 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 please. Send them along. Tyler says, maybe if the Pooh horror movie does well, someone will make a Barney horror movie. Pooh versus Barney could be the new Freddy versus Jason. You're absolutely right. And by the way, Tyler, thank you. For that beautiful pic of you in front of Planet Fitness. That was funny. Uh, thank you. Send more of them. Amanda says, Josh, Eric played the little toothbrush boy clip yesterday of Ben uh, on the Ben and Eric show. Yes, you must see that. Ben and Eric uh, Patreon podcast last night. We we parked on that. Uh, oh, my God. Jimmy in Maine says, I did work on the original costume. When, uh, when in Nashville, I think that's what he's trying to say. Okay. Going over what we talked about today, the NFK on the war path this morning, looking for his mail to a hurt right to life volunteer says, Oh no, it was no accident. I was shot by a crazy man. Uh, The crazy cat bitch running over the guy and killing him because she thought that the guy was trying to hit a cat. Trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. It's always a good time. Rachel Dolezal is back. Uh, The Zaniacs, or group formerly known as Zaniacs, are still, still 
burning the midnight oil. Oh, my God. Uh, Haley Bieber in trouble for stealing makeup tips. The Barney documentary. What is your ass? Who is your asshole or what is your asshole of the day today? Uh, I would have to say, because I don't know, the cupboard's kind of bare here, that your asshole of the day for getting the NFK all worked up is your old pal Eric Zane. At least that's what the NFK feels. So there you go. Brought to you by TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. Folks, I want to thank you for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast all this week. As I said, I'll talk to you on the Patreon. You guys have a good one. Have a great weekend. Until next.